internet, I'm incredible at hand jobs, but I also got a 1560 on the SATs. My name is Matthew Kroll. I fuck with Hufflepuffs. I'm Jamie Walsh. Nobody's winning in that outfit. I'm Kristen Fight. And did you fuck Miss Fine? This is Nick Parker. And this is the only podcast about movies, specifically the film Booksmart. <laughs> now, <laughs> audience, dearest listeners, friends from across the globe, you might notice our wayward New Zealander is not present for this film. And it, it hurt my heart so deeply uh, that I had to bring in the big guns. Uh, she here is off at, at work, at a job, making money. One of us has to. Uh, so with me, as sometimes but never in the exact same room together to review a film, we have art director Jamie Walsh, we have production manager Kristen Fight, and we have post coordinator slash licensed drone operator Nicholas Parker. We all saw the movie together. Yay! Yay! We did it. <laughs> it's almost as if we're friends. No. Um, <laughs> almost. <laughs> we, almost. We, uh, uh, we, everyone's been on the show before. Jamie, you were on two weeks ago. Uh, yeah, super recently. For uh, just, See I You Yesterday. I apartment a lot. That's also true. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, and then, of course, Nick and Kristen, you've been on the show quite a bit. You did, oh, God, you did Warcraft. Yep. We did a Pirates. Oh, oh God, the, the fifth Pirates movie. The fifth Pirates so movie. So only the, the cream of the crop do I bring the You've two just, of you on for. Yep, just the really special movie. Uh, well, I know it, it, it is very sad to hear being out of town. I know he was excited to do this film. Um, but the only other film I saw this week was Godzilla. And guess what? Spoiler alert, not worth talking about. Uh, not even Mothra? Mothra was dope. Oh, good. N- no question Mothra was the highlight of that film. Great. Okay. Um, however, meh. And it wasn't about that. Yeah. (laughs) It's very true. It should be about Mothra, but it wasn't. No, we decided to do Olivia Wilde's Booksmart. uh, Because I was very excited to see this film. Uh, I love me a good coming-of-age comedy. uh, And the trailer for this made it look really, really fun. And so I was pumped for it. Um, And I'm sure Shahir will give his thoughts uh, next week when he is back. Uh, But yeah, I I figured this would be a really good one to see. The problem was, why we couldn't do it earlier, was it was getting really limited releases outside of the the, the sort of super major chains in New York City. I believe in Astoria, Jamie, we can only see it at 11.45 at night once a day. odd because, you know, the cast, you know, the cast showed up. There was a lot of, it it didn't feel like an independent film, you know? I mean, it wasn't. The cast showed up to the theater? I guess that's my point. I haven't done my homework. I'm sorry. No, no, no. No, we're literally just so everyone knows, it's been a crazy week. So we are coming at this hot off the theater. Hot we we and fresh. we we downed some burgers on the way home and now we are here filled with just meat and either joy or rage. I'm not quite sure because we haven't spoken about it one lick. We walked home in pure silence. It was weird, but kind of comfortable. <laughs> and I will say, uh so so before we get into all of our thoughts on the film, mm-hmm. uh I do have a wonderful iTunes review. Ooh. If uh, I need to read it out because it's so kind. Uh, it's from our friend uh-huh. Jacob. We, we talked about, we read an email from him, uh, I believe, last week. But he writes, uh, I've been searching for a podcast about movies for a long time. And then in parentheses, so much so that I've thrown my own hat into the ring with my own podcast, Movie Motion. It's very good. You should check that out. Uh, continuing on, he says, uh, the things I was looking for. One, 
introduces me to new movies as well as covering those I'm interested in. Okay, I hope we're doing that. You do, you do that. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Two, a full-spectrum, uh, respectful review of movies, a place where uh, both peasants and kings, he writes, can <laughs> feast together in harmony. I hope we provide that as well. And then three, witty, intelligent hosts that are second in focus only to the movies they are covering, revealing the nuances of humanity as the stories of cinema reflect off of them. With the only podcast about movies, I got all of those things I was looking for and I am exceptionally grateful for it. Thanks guys, you rock. No, thank you Jacob. Wow. That was uh that might be the most the most rave review I think we've ever seen. Jacob and I, we disagreed on on some John Wick stuff, but I think all is forgiven. Oh what? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Jacob, thank you so much for writing in. If you'd like to write us an iTunes review, uh, leaving one, five stars, whatever you feel is the fairest. We obviously prefer five. Please do that. Also, you can email us at onlymoviepodcast at gmail.com or tweet at us at onlymoviepod. Uh, Shahir is super active on there, and I like to watch both you and uh, and he go, go back and forth, and I chime in with my little jabs when I can. <laughs> but we are going to go all the way back to 2019 when we were all in high school. Yes. Uh, all of us together. All of us together. I remember that. When we went to high school in LA. <laughs> that was, the graduation was oh, great. Oh, uh, it was what, so good. Is that what California's like? Yeah. What, think, what do you mean? I think so. Well, I'm from the cold north of the East Coast, Maine. Yeah, you're above the wall. And uh, it's true. Congrats and, um, to Toronto on that win. <laughs> hey, fuck you, Nick Parker. Uh, and uh, and that's it's just every time I see a movie that takes place in California, I'm like, wow, things are real different over there. On the it's West a different Coast. world over there. Um, yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, there was no interruption. Just, I, but that is, is point, I believe, it is a point that I have is like, whoa, California's different. Those house parties are dope. Yeah, they have <laughs> really they good are. set design out there. They have good set design. Uh, no, I mean, it is, and it's interesting too because again. We've been living in New York for quite some time, but we all we all came from uh, uh, towns where you couldn't just walk. I think to all the parties, you had to like find the address and go there. and And dare I say, we might all be old enough in this room, with the exception of Kristen, uh, <laughs> to to have remembered a time before we could just Uber or Lyft to a place. They didn't have Uber when I yeah, was in high school. We Kristen had to. Is, you're like twenty two, drawn carriage like everybody else. <laughs> No, but I will say something I did relate to with this movie was not having the number to get to the party. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Well, something I do want to talk about uh, a little bit later is how this... Well, we'll get into it after we do it, but like how this movie... Uh, no, you know what? We could actually talk about it right now. So before I give the IMDb description of what this film is about... Sure, sure. I would like to kind of go around the table, and since this is a coming-of-age, graduating high school tale, I would like to hear how everyone's sort of either last night before graduation or last party before graduation oh. was, or how how the transition occurred, and, and was it joyous? Was it full of triumph, or was it sort of a, a miserable experience, or was it actually like a combination of the two? For instance, just for me, I'll go first to sort of give everyone time because I sprung this on you. <laughs> uh I, I had a great graduation. Uh, I was actually one of the two MCs of my uh, of like the the of graduation. Of course you were. It was the best job because I didn't have to have any of the academic achievement, but I could just introduce all the people <laughs> that had the academic achievement, and I could tell jokes, and I could threaten to come back and climb the football light posts in the nighttime and have a weird side eye with our local uh, police uh, officer <laughs> on the premises. However, um, then I went to a party uh, at the end, and and the party, while it was not as epic as the one. 
uh, at this was kind of a culmination of all my friends. And uh, I had some ups and down moments. There was a girl that I liked at the time that like actually didn't even show up to the place, but there was always like that weird magical hope of like she mm-hmm. would show up and she never did. Aww. But then I, you know, you it, it, much like with some things we'll discuss in this film, like you kind of find your own sort of like special moments in the thing. And I do remember actually. Uh, this is the weirdest thing, but I remember partying so hard that I completely remembered going to sleep. And then the next morning, I woke up next to one of my very good friends, Diana. Um, we were all, like, crashing downstairs in a big, like, sort of group. And uh, and she had taken care of me uh, that night, just sort of making sure I didn't die. And it was just one of those moments where I'm like, God damn, you're a good person. And we kind of had a very nice, like, uh, a sort of cathartic experience. And it made me bring into, you know, who's your real friends? Yeah. Some champagne for my real friends, some real pain for my sham friends. So I kind of had <laughs> I kind of had that experience, uh, you know, there. And so I'm just curious. That, that echoed for me in this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, would anyone like to start with any of their own uh, experiences? Kristen, you, well, you, you breathed first. Oh, my God. Uh, well, so I went to a very small Catholic high school, Trinity Catholic High School. What up, Trinity? What up, <laughs> TCHS? Did you have to and, wear a uniform? Oh, I had a was uniform. It like, was it like Trinity cool. from The Matrix? Uh, what? Yeah, what, everybody was dressed like that. Wait, like Trinity at The Matrix. Like That's what Harry I figured those schools were. What's, N- yeah. Nick's shaking his head. Yeah. What's oh, Trinity yeah. at The Matrix? <laughs> Trinity in The Matrix. You know, Trinity. I'm not that young, okay? <laughs> I swear Kristen's to God. never seen The Matrix. Kristen. Kristen, not like this. <laughs> but yes, of course, it was just like that. Okay. Um, and I will say there was like this, the week leading up to graduation, everyone just kind of became friends with each other. Like, it's not ah. like anybody didn't dislike one another. Like, I truly don't think that anyone in my high school really like hated each other or like really bullied each other. But there was like this feeling the week leading up to graduation that's like everyone's just gonna be friends cool and there was this one guy who always used to have parties and he had a party like right before graduate probably like the week before graduation though i don't think we i think we graduated on like a thursday or something like it was not like a fair fair epic weekend or whatever but i mean it it was really cool to kind of just like you know my my high school did activities where like all the seniors kind of just like bullshitted for the week and just hung out with each other and like just got to go to like the beach one day and like so i i do think that there there wasn't like one specific party or moment or something but it was kind of just like the the underlying feeling of like the whole week of like okay like we're we're all kind of taking it in. We don't really have to do any more like school work. The, yeah, senioritis. School kind of yeah, you could senioritis sinks in. And it was just really cool and sweet and yeah, so I think when I look back at like graduation I kind of think about that more than like one epic night yeah. of partying. It was all about sort of um, the coming together for you, it seems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely was. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, that was also the moment that you didn't know it was going to happen, but you would become best friends with Meredith. That's true. My my best friend to this day is somebody that I went to high school with, and we found out that we were going to Quinnipiac, the college that we went to, like in those weeks. Yeah. And it turns out that we happen to at school at Quinnipiac live in the same dorm, and she's like my my very best friend to this day. Aww. There you yeah. go. Yeah, and they did not yeah. talk to each other in high school. <laughs> no, we weren't friends in high school. We became friends that week. Well, that last week. That, there's something magical about the last <laughs> yeah, week. I love it that. just yeah, it was. See, yeah, that's you cool. should have led with that. I'm sorry. I'm. It was sorry. a long way to get there, but we did. I it. know. It just feels like we've been friends forever. That's guys. good. I <laughs> All right, Nick, uh, Jamie. 
Anything? They're both staring at each other. No, I breathe first. Okay. <laughs> uh, I I don't really have any. I I drove a lot of my friends around. I didn't I didn't really party that much in high school. Like so I, I drove them around. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just by way of rest. yeah. Uh, we'll get to that later. But I was not AAA. Um, but I drove them around, and they would provide me with gas money and bu- and food money, so yeah. that I would take them to Jack in the Box and give them drunk food and then make sure they got home safely and stuff like that. Aww. That's good. Um, and Sweet. then we had we had a lock-in the night before graduation. Really? Yeah. Which was Who died? No one Murder No one died that I knew about, but we played broom ball, which was fun. <laughs> uh, and the pool was open and uh, you know, we stayed there all night and there's basketball courts and all that kind of stuff. So it was it was fun. Uh, great bonding, great bondage. Great bondage at the end <laughs> of the night. Hey, you know, yeah. as all good nights. Quite the high school uh, party yeah. that you but yeah. went to. So, uh, yeah, St. Charles West, Warriors, shout out to Mr. Birch. And there we go. Aww. Jamie? Um, so, as previously mentioned, I wasn't very cool in high school. Or what? No. I, I mean, I don't uh, know if any of us were very cool in high true. school. Well, no, I mean, I didn't go to I didn't go to parties. Uh, you know, I, I I think this is true of at least you as well, Matt. But like, you know, I didn't drink, and I I uh, I kind of you know kept to myself. I was in uh, I was in my own little sort of like corner world with my friends at the at the small part of the cafeteria. Uh, I was president of the theater club. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, it was great. Uh, but, um, I didn't, yeah, I don't think I had like big parties, but it's the same. I think, I guess the, the thing that the last like big event that, uh, stood out to me was prom, mm. uh, because uh, it was a moment where like, uh, d- d- f- front, frontline statement. I loved prom. Yeah. Good. It was the only time that it was like, yeah, you're going to go to Macy's and you're going to buy a gown and it's going <laughs> to be fun. And everyone's just going to, I, I didn't know that I liked dance. dancing before prom. That was new. Cause I never had the opportunity for that. So I, I really like unleashed. And then, um, we all slept in my friend's basement and it was kind of, retrospectively, it was kind of perfect because there was like one very dramatic person that kind of wrecked the night and then like left early. And we were like, wow, too Ooh, much scandal. And then like one of my friends later like had sex with her boyfriend in a bathroom, but we all knew it was happening. But we were being hush hush about it and being supportive. And then like my prom date and I really liked each other, but we weren't making a move. But we like slept next to each other in sleeping bags and like whispered to each other all night. That's respect. It was very fun. You, you didn't like connect um, zippers. No, we didn't. Oh, wow. That would have been too. It would have been, that a, double, been, would have yeah. been a double. No, no. He, we were very conservative. Okay, I respect. Uh, yeah, and then uh, same thing. We we had a senior trip um, right the day we graduated, and uh, a bus picks you up at a at a certain spot, and then all the seniors get on a bus, and we uh, we went to Boston, <laughs> and we went to a medieval medieval. Ma- it's not medieval manor. Is it medieval, medieval times? times? Medieval, medieval times. There's not a medieval times in Boston. You, there was then. I love how you know that there's I'm not a medieval sure there's times. Not. I'm going to no. Google that. We went to one, and then uh, and then we went on a harbor cruise, and it was the same thing. Like uh, you know, it was I. I don't want to say that my high school was clicky at all, but like you know, everybody yeah. was a little aloof, and there were people that I like never spoke to in my class, and it wasn't that big. But everybody was like, "We're we we did it," and it's yeah. there is a real sense of camaraderie when you graduate, and it's real and it's refreshing and pleasant. And I actually, so that was something in this movie that I saw, and I was like, 
That's very genuine to me. Yeah. I, I did like that. Uh, but there's, there's no medieval times in Boston, so that, I, don't, I don't know what to tell you. I, I don't know. I don't know what weird <laughs> drugs you did on your senior trip. They I don't know where they took dance, you. And there was an innuendo about taking a cherry, and then there was we ate a I ate a mutton on a stick. You went to an off-brand it wasn't medieval an off-brand. time. Are you sure? Real. Look up off-brand medieval times <laughs> and let's go. This, about. this is what I did for my high school. Just okay. Leave me alone. Okay. All right. I think you went through the set of grown-ups. Maybe. (laughs) I mean, it's possible. So my whole point in this exercise was to sort of... um, We get with a lot of uh, of coming-of-age film uh, a couple different, I guess, uh, stereotypical ways that they're normally set up. Uh, You know, you have sort of... You know, and this happened a little more in the 80s and 90s stuff when it's very like... Uh, you know, clicks versus clicks, jocks versus nerds, and one group is going against the other, and one is painted as the bad people and whatever. Uh, then you've kind of got into almost uh, past super bad into sort of um, I'll even go with a Twenty One Jump Street, like the the re- most recent one, not Twenty Two Jump Street, because that's college and that's different. <laughs> um, but like this sort of um, I guess I'll call it like the uh, the millennial high school experience at this yeah. point, or or, or what uh, sometimes I I hope it is like, and I don't know how it is obviously because I haven't been to high school in a very long time, um, but like this experience of clicks aren't really a thing. People are doing their own stuff. You have your friends, but that's who you're close with, and you might not be sort of the the most popular or like the most involved, but like. Everyone knows your name. No one actively is out to destroy or just completely act like you do not exist beyond a certain amount of things. It's less of a it's less of a um, of a stage drama in this movie than it was in you know well, when there's a villainous character. Well, I'm even like saying people, I'm even you know. saying even like Twenty One Jump Street, like the characters they kind of set up to be the douchebags, like aren't really the douchebag. Like it's just uh, mm-hmm. it seems like in the current day of high school coming of age tales. A lot of times, there's more sympathy for high schoolers. Well, there's more sympathy for high schools. It's I feel like it's a more accurate depiction of of at least how people interact, and and it's still funny and and poignant and emotional when it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And I actually really enjoy it. I, I enjoyed that this film sort of did the same thing. Yeah. Why don't we talk about what the film's about on IMDb? Oh, right. <laughs> IMDb says, on the eve of their high school graduation, two academic superstars and best friends realize they should have worked less and played more. Determined not to fall short of their peers, the girls try to cram four years of fun into one night. That is literally what happens in the movie. Literally very accurate. (laughs) Thank you, Rob Lowe. I've been watching a lot of Parks and Recreation. (laughs) That was literally Rob Lowe. Um... Yeah, uh, and that's exactly what happened. First of all, mm-hmm. let's let's talk Olivia Wilde real quick. A director of this film, Olivia Wilde. Oh my God, this is her debut, right? Yes, her directorial uh, debut. Uh, I, uh, I, it's always interesting when actors that you like sort of take the reins behind the camera, and I always get a wee bit nervous going into one of those films because you like them and all of the stuff that they do. But what if they they suck at this? Uh, then you have to you have to you might have to readjust the way you think about them. Yeah, uh, I wasn't nervous because I keep hearing that in any small project that Olivia Wilde is working on, she is very involved and very uh, very hands on with the film and offers suggestions. And it sounds like is very enthusiastic about the process of filmmaking. So I, also, I sort of yeah. thought it seemed natural for her to step up here. I think she's done. Like you said, some smaller projects and stuff. Like she's directed music videos before and a couple other things, but this is her first feature. And her partner, Jason Sudeikis, was in it, which also I always feel like 
it must be such a weird thing for them to like, it, you know, you direct like your partner and you're both actors and is that weird? I don't know. But his character too was, I mean, he had a small role, but I thought he was hilarious. Yeah, he did like, a good job. Oh my God. So good. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the point being, I think that uh, I, I went into it, I think maybe with just a little less of knowing her outside of her acting stuff that it was going on. Uh, the, Jamie, you breathed. Everyone who breathes gets the talk. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's the baton. That's, that's the talking <laughs> stick is breathing. Yeah. Um, well, I, this is going to super blunt comment. Uh, I actually, I, I, I think the directing was good in this film. First, from the perspective of someone who doesn't, sorry, everybody, know that much about filmmaking, mm-hmm. I think my problem was in the writing of the film, and uh, it was a big problem because I didn't like the film. Wow, you're jumping, <gasps> you're jumping all over the dang yeah, spot. Yeah, I just, oh, no. I'm coming out to say, what is it? How about this? How about everybody says uh, scale of one to five? How did you like the film? F- five. What, scale 10? of one to five. Scale of one to five. One being the best, five being the worst. You just want to blow this card out of the water right in the first twenty minutes of the podcast. I don't know. <laughs> All right, no, you called it. She is not, not here. here Let's do it. No rules. It. <laughs> so, so one being the best, five being the worst. You go. Yeah, you made these rules. So. Go for it. Oh Jesus. Okay. Uh, well, you know, I'd say I'd say three. Okay, Kristen. One's the best. Yeah. I'd say two. Two point five. Okay. okay, I would go, and so this is the weird thing. This is on just how much we liked it. This isn't like it's the perfect film, right? Yeah, right. and like uh, I'm gonna give it a fucking solid one. Uh, I think this movie is a goddamn delight, and I think that that comes a lot from. I honestly, I do think that the directing has a lot to do with it because I I don't think that the I would say if I had to pick a weak spot of it. It wouldn't be the individual writing per se, but it would be how the how the clever the clever writing is sort of handled and put together, and that mm-hmm. could be a pacing issue. That's that could well be put. some editing stuff in there. Yeah, uh, this movie does fall prey to uh, a, a trope that has happened time and time again, but a lot of times it doesn't pull it off. And even though it's not my favorite, I think this movie does pull it off. This movie is a series of scenes uh, intercut with like slow motion footage from various like 13 music videos like it's just a ton of sound ups it's just all music and slow-mo footage and like cool stuff happening and then a scene happens and then for the next one it's and like it like it doesn't have like a sort of connective tissue or a flow to it because the flow is start stop start Mm -hmm. stop start stop uh but i also think that that is was done as as well as that specific mechanic can be done yeah. and I think the the sort of joy that the the actors bring to almost every role kind of superseded that there is something there's a cool flip flop of that too in this movie it's like one of the first scenes where like uh, what's it's Molly and what's the other character's name Amy Molly yeah. and Amy so Amy is coming to pick up Molly and there is this like really cool like background music and whatever and, the and she and the yeah. dancing and then it just cuts and you see them dancing on the street to no to music nothing. and it's perfect because like if you were a passerby on the street and saw these two girls like dancing that's exactly what you would see and i think it's kind of the opposite of that though like it started with a really strong 
music cue and then it just went and, cut and it's just them dancing on the street like you would do with your friends in high school and maybe no? it's certain no no i agree with that and maybe it's it maybe it's the fact that it didn't like from the get-go it didn't take itself that seriously in oh, that yeah. regard yeah uh not not that it took a lot of sort of serious stuff but like when a film sort of tells you i'm, I'm big on this on the show when the film tells you the rules of what the film's going to be and it sticks with them i will forgive a lot of things mm-hmm. uh although not I, I am curious though jamie so you you you've you did not connect with this film whatsoever, and you believe it to be the writing. Wow, no, I gave it a three, not a not a five. Um, so yeah, I think it's the writing because I kept trying to pinpoint what was bothering me, and there were you know storyline things that bothered me for sure, uh, which I'm sure will come up. But uh, th- my first complaint, which I, I er- thought of early on, was that every joke. Every uh, moment of reference I've already seen before. It's a meme. It's from the internet somewhere. There's even a moment like sex education happened this year. It was a show on Netflix about uh, British teens, you know, having sex or not. Uh, And like when she's in the bathroom stall and she corrects someone's grammar, that scene is from a different thing. And like to a degree where it's even like adding the apostrophe to the to correct your and like there were a lot of things that were just very small jokes that I was like, yeah, that's from the internet. We've mm. heard that joke because it's been referenced by something else, or like even like the you know at, at, this isn't a spoiler, but like at the end there's this graphic of everybody getting hit by water balloons in slow motion, and like the slow motion face dysmorphia thing happened as a trend a few years ago. Like it was just it felt very internet researched, and mm-hmm. it really bothered me because I felt like that's not how you should write jokes into a movie. To me, that just felt character-specific. How was it character-specific? Like, she was the one that was the smart one that she's... We, yes. We ended up... That, I mean... We, I mean, we won't get into too much spoilers, but as we sort of said in the in the beginning of, of what the IMDb thing is, these are both ver- the two main characters, yes, Molly very, and Amy, are smart. incredibly mm-hmm. intelligent. They've worked really hard, and then they realize that despite that, everyone is still moving on with their lives, even the burnouts and the like, and the and the jocks and whoever was deciding to like, yeah, like just they've do all whatever. actually been successful. They're as all well, successful and they're as having well. a super fun time yeah, while they're doing that's it. That's a really interesting thing too. Is like yeah. what you were saying about like stereotypes and stuff in these kind of movies. Like this is the first movie that I can think of where you see like those stereotypical burnouts or, you know, party people or whatever. And they're like, no, we actually are smart as well. Like, we're just, you know, we have fun too. And it's just like, oh yeah, like that... I guess that is possible. Yeah, like the maybe one let's guy shatter like, that just, glass a little bit. But everyone has their own type of fun. That's true. That's yeah. absolutely true. And the two main characters... 100% had their own kind of fun absolutely you know so it, yeah I don't know. and I would say even the main conceit is that the main characters around the one third mark at least think to themselves that they are now in fact the wrong that they've been doing high school wrong. in a in a incorrect way yeah and it's a very high school thing for them to be like well we've got one night we've got to fix it in this one night like yeah. it's a- <laughs> uh, I want to go back a little bit Jamie to your um to your uh, sort of the, the things that caught the thing that sounds like caught you off guard was that the individual jokes themselves you felt like you'd seen them all elsewhere yes. right it felt like everything was like oh and remember when this was funny on the internet let's write it into the script so I I will a hundred percent agree that I I noticed that and felt that though that was what was happening to me it was kind of a boon and furthered the actual world that the film was trying to put us into and because this is the, the truth of it and, and it this I 
think I might feel this way because my actual legitimate job that people pay me money for is being a cartoon on the internet. Seriously, go check out extra credits on YouTube. <laughs> my life is now literally on the internet. I watch more YouTube and Twitch than any other form of medium uh, uh, media outside of films for this show, um, it seems like these days. And uh, to the best of to the best of my old ability, uh, it seems like a lot of the not only is is the is culture referential, but the culture is being referential. It like and it's it's almost like the, that is it's it's the it's the vernacular of the day is to understand and do those sort of things. Now, now, granted, if, for instance, that your apostrophe R-E moment in the bathroom where she's correcting the graffiti is a legitimate ripoff from a, from a, another series, I think that's a problem. Uh, but I don't think that the, the fact that the film itself is referencing trends with its own writing of its story that these teens would then be also interested in sort of playing it with together. Like, it made it feel more real and of the time for me. Um, I know that's sort of like a meta in a meta, and I don't know if I'm explaining it entirely well. It's, it's a very well. meta point. No, I think what you're saying makes sense. I think I think my problem is just that if, if they had been saying the jokes as though they understood them, it would have been one thing. But, like, meta for us, to me, feels like they're trying to scoop a joke from somewhere that's already made the joke. Mm. to put it into a script so that we're like yay and you know it doesn't didn't quite it didn't it didn't it didn't sit well with me it didn't sit in my belly well and there's I a, also like can I sorry oh yeah uh, I was just I was going to close that off one well one one sort in the same vein mm -hmm. these two characters especially you know there's they they set it up very early it's it's uh they've clearly grown up in the, in the me too era mm -hmm. the trump era where they're primed to uh to push for feminism and you see all of those icons that have really been marketed at this point, you know, mm -hmm. towards us. Like mm -hmm. Ruth Bader Ginsburg is now like you can yeah. just buy things with her on it because she because better be seeing a profit for that. Because I don't know, but feminism has been merchandised, and and so I was seeing that in the movie a lot, very heavily, very yeah. intensely, and I was like, okay, they're really laying this on thick. So I think there's going to be a point here. And it never really came. That's fair. That bothered me a lot to a point where, like, they have a, a word between them where, like, if they say the word, the other person has to go along with it because it's really important to them. And the word is Malala. And, like, that's a that's an activist who was shot in the head for trying to go to school as a girl. And they were like, I want to go to this party, Malala. And I was like, oh, I hate that. That's, no, that's that entirely really, like, fair. I, yeah. And I kept waiting for kind of there to be a point about that. And it just didn't come to anything. And that really bugged me beyond anything else yeah the the I, I so i'm going to uh slightly disagree but then swing back to disagreeing or to, to agreeing with you uh i don't think that the commercialization of feminism in this movie is a problem because literally everything is commercialized it's almost like putting it on the same sort of playing field as as all other things in standardized cinema so in a way in our terrible corporate way it's a good thing <laughs> But it's um, also very real. It, it, but here's the thing. It's a good thing in the film. It's a good thing for film to be doing in that way. I don't think the commercialization of everything is a good thing. I'm saying if we're seeing it in a film, that means it's pervasive in culture, and that is an right. important thing. Mm -hmm. uh, I 100% do agree with you, though. Like There there are aspects of, of the film that I wish it did actually hit more, and I think I was... I was I was personally en enveloped in the ride where I didn't it didn't bother me in the moment but you actually saying that yeah that those are 
That, that that's a bit problematic to use all of that stuff as I won't call it punchlines, but like as basis of of silly character interaction, um, and then not have it sort of pay off in the end. Now, granted, you could say it it does sort of in the girls learning about themselves and what is actually important and what's not, and they actually do kind of stop talking that way progressively as they sort of like go on their journey. Mm-hmm. Um, so so while it does not have a classic like, and this is why this is important in a, in a clever or, or um, outwardly way, I might say that the fact that they, well, I just literally talked myself in and out and into it again. Uh, <laughs> it, it might actually be handled in a sense, and not incredibly well, but handled in a sense where they stop sort of doing the commercialized jargon of feminism and they just actually start like trying to be themselves and living their actual lives. I think also to why they set it up so strongly in the beginning of the film, especially is because they want you to know that like, these are two very strongly opinionated and very strong and very comfortable with themselves and very focused. Like Molly has her heart set on being the youngest Supreme court (laughs) judge in the world. And like, that's just kind of like how they view the world. And, and like her meditation is even like, says something like, fuck all the people below you or something like you're amazing or whatever so i think like to your point it did kind of phase off a little bit as like their story and their night progressed in the movie but i think that like it was laid on very thick in the beginning because you know uh uh amy is that the other girl's name she's like going to Botswana, and like that's how she's spending her summer and like they're doing all these like progressive like really feminist like strong amazing things and i think that was more of like a way to just set up like who they are and what they believe in and 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 not more than i don't know but i do see your point though about like making silly jokes and references to like some very strong things that maybe shouldn't have been so it it almost felt more like it was a reference for us you know what i kind of feel like as if it was set up to be like a nod to the audience like you you probably are in the midst of this sort of merchandization of feminism but you might not have realized it. You're going to relate to these characters. Look at all the things around them to relate to them. Yeah, that could be. It irked yeah. me. It irked me. It irked me. I was irked. Nicholas, what about you? Was there any? What, what's your? What's your? I, I will say this. What is your favorite and then least favorite thing about the film? You can go in either order. I'll go. Least favorite was how I felt like they couldn't differentiate comedy from sincere moments. Okay, talk about and, that. And to me. It was very evident with the um, the crowd, the audience that we were sitting with, because towards the end, there's a very, very like, oh yeah, kind you of had, like a sincere oh part. You well, had a besides, terrible, besides, yeah. uh, for those of you who don't know, don't ever see a movie with me because I attract <laughs> the worst people at movie theaters. You are kind of a weirdo magnet when it comes to the theater. <laughs> it's very true. So uh, aside from the fact of the gentleman next to me and his uh, girlfriend talking the entire time. Let me tell you something. If you're listening, I have something to tell you. To them directly? Yes. Okay. And to anyone else that talks during movies, Uh oh. if they wanted you to talk, they would write you into the script. <laughs> That's yeah. all I have to say. Yeah. Um, but there were times where there was a lot of comedy, and then a touching moment would happen. And sometimes I even felt like, do I chuckle at this? Like, Because it's kind of funny because of what just happened, but she's crying like this is kind of sincere like something major just happened yeah and then boom comedy and then i i could hear the laughs a little bit there's kind of like the <laughs> like ah it's kind of funny but oh type of thing so the the comedy for me and the sincere moments felt wait like whiplashy 
Whoa. Or did they drown each other? You weren't you weren't actually even whiplashed. You just sort of like weren't taken with the ride. When I, it yeah, I didn't know like what they were trying to uh, what they were trying to make us feel. How yeah. they were trying to make it us didn't feel. Hit. Yeah, yeah, it's a delicate um, balance to find that like tender humor in something that is genuine. And you're trying to reach a, a different point in the scene. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and maybe I kind of wanted a little bit of that in the fr- the front end of the movie, which we didn't get. Mm-hmm. So just to have it all at the end, because to me, as soon as that, when we get into spoilers... And we'll get there right after this statement. Yeah, so you can um, actually, if you want, we can get into spoilers right now if it's helpful for your yeah, statement. So spoilers now! Basically, after they go to the first party and there's no one there, I immediately knew how this movie was going. I was like, all right, they're going on a journey. This journey is going to take <laughs> them to a lot of different places. They're going to have these fun moments that say... Do we really have to go to this party? Yes, we do. But we just had so much fun doing this. Oh, are you sure we should go? Yes, we should. But we just did this. Oh, all of that to me just felt like I, I could see it written down and I knew exactly what was going to happen. And all the emotion that was sincere happened all too quickly for me. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know whether it was funny or not and the the way that they wanted to be interpreted. Mm-hmm. That was the most confusing thing to me. Something that... um that I found kind of interesting is I a hundred percent was on board with exactly what Nick said. Like, Oh, like I realized that now they're going to go on a journey. They're going to do this and that and the other thing. They're going to stop here, do that funny thing. Stop here, do that. This, that, and the other thing. When they finally get to the party, when they get to Nick's party, Hey, your party. Yeah. It's your party. <laughs> hey, uh, great house, by the way. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, is my aunt. Um, <laughs> she's stuck. Is she still stuck on that cruise ship? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, been a long time. Better buy some more milk at the store because this is spoiled. Oh wow! <laughs> it was carna- um, a carnival cruise. Ship. Yeah. I, no, I, we we knew. Um, I think something that happened to me interesting is I thought this whole thing was very paint by numbers for me. Emotionally, it was telling me exactly like it was telegraphing itself a mile away. And I was don't get me wrong, I was still enjoying it. Yeah, I still I was, really I, had I was. It, was having a good time. But then when all the stuff at the party starts going right for the two girls, and it's an extended period of time where like it's all going very right, I actually thought to myself for the first time ever in these movies, I was like, holy shit, is Olivia Wilde just going to end on like, yeah, life is fun sometimes at the I'm end? really happy no, like, like you I got exactly what you And here's the deal, here's <laughs> the deal. The fact that the movie tricked me into the space thinking that that could happen it, it, it doesn't happen um that to me was when i realized that this was beyond just something that i was enjoying in the moment and was like laughing along with yeah. i was like how did this film this silly silly film mm-hmm. transport me to a place where i instantly was like well i don't know if the tropes will even happen <laughs> like that doesn't happen to me often in movies. I, I, uh, it's, a, it's a curse of doing. I think this will be two hundred and twenty-one. The episode number of this particular Woo-hoo. episode here of the show. The curse of seeing so many films is that right. you start to kind of figure things out depending on. Like, there's certain movies that try for you not to figure them out, but this is on but one of those <laughs> where, like, well, you know, what either way or not, but like a uh, 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 coming of age teenage comedy about graduating high school and partying for one night. I think it's relatable. It's relatable, it's totally but but relatable. also like. I'm saying that, like, with those films, I don't think I've ever been not, and I won't say surprised by them. I'll say, like, in the moment, have a thing of, like, oh, God, I don't actually know where this is going to go. Mm -hmm. Like, the good stuff lasted just long enough where I was like, ah. And that, to me, kind of got me, my, 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 my thought of this film elevated a bit. Um, 
of course, then things go to shit like normal, and then there's some interesting moments of catharsis and how they sort of get through it, I think, mm-hmm. uh, which, again, is also fine. But that really shocked me, and, yeah. I, and I was like, oh, like I, I was lulled into a sense of just laughing along with this movie, and then when that sort of uh, emotionally like gut-checked me, I was like, hey, hey, movie. Mm-hmm. You're doing something a little bit. Uh, you, you must be doing something somewhere a little bit different because this hasn't happened before. Yeah, it's also too like I at the party. The moments that they're waiting for are actually like very, like you said, relatable. Very small little moments. It's not like they're like leading up to like this like one epic thing. It's literally like having a conversation with the person that you like and having it go well and having them like flirt with you and like just like feeling that and like feeling happy for them and then having it kind of go to shit. It it was a it was heartbreaking. It truly, truly was. Like it I would say the same thing. I think it really got me. Got to me. And also it's funny to look at this film and and the current crop of these styles of movies and then look back at the early or the, the late 99s and the early 2000s to, well, I graduated, I, my graduating class was the class of 2000. Uh, we're doing great. We're really, we're the class of the future. Um, but uh, we built a big uh, two zero 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 out of bodies on the football field. It was great. That was you? Yeah, it was. So you're wow. welcome. Wow. Uh, and not, uh, sorry, that sounded weird. Out of our own live <laughs> bodies. We didn't just put bodies. Oh, that sounds that weird. Oh, so that wasn't what? you. No. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) Well, now the tables have turned. My point is, if you look at a film that was sort of seminal to me and and sort of the the, what what Hollywood thought the teenage experience was, right, is like a film like Can't Hardly Wait. Did anyone see that film? It was with like Seth Green. And like it was around like it was between like American Pie two and three. Like it was like. It had nothing to do with those films. I'm just trying to put it in a timeline. Um, that movie is all about this 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 kind of everyone kind of likes him, but nerdy dude who's like in love with um oh Jennifer Love Hewitt and it's like always Jennifer Love Hewitt. It really is always Jennifer. Don't blame him. But shouldn't it be? <laughs> Shake your fist at the sky. <laughs> Jennifer Love Hewitt! Again. But, but then she'd be like, Yeah, what's wrong? And you'd be like, Thank you, Jennifer Love Hewitt. <laughs> Go nothing, talk to some ghosts. Nothing, never mind. Text me later. Um, so that movie, while had like earnest moments and there was funny things and mm-hmm. all that jazz, like it never felt true to me to my high school experience. Mm-hmm. And something that I that I, I won't say that like the the lavish party, for instance, is true, but the way that the characters actually like engaged at that final party, basically oh, yeah. before the final party, uh, everyone is. I won't even say mean, but confrontational. Mm-hmm. Everyone is sort of like, there's even like this weird thing where like at the school, you're not supposed to talk about where you're going to college for some reason. Yeah. Which is a weird sort of programming well, thing about not talking no, about your again, salaries. That was another thing. Like they had set that rule up. They were like, it's our policy that we've decided that we're not going to do this. There was a lot of. The president, um, uh, Molly. Yeah. yeah. Molly, the, the main character yeah. had, had made that as a rule. Um, there was a lot of like, very set straight things that never. But th- th- well, she breaks it, and then that sort of. Yeah, goes but it away. was also briefly mentioned whenever she was in the principal's office about how she mentioned. It, yeah, yeah, sh- yeah. Like, oh, I, it, it it looks bad on us to talk about how because again, her head was in. She one, thought that she was the best yeah. one. Yes. Right, that's when she thought that her and her best friend were the only people that got into good schools. Yeah. There's something, this is this is something I want everyone's sort of opinion on too. And, and actually, Jamie, I'm very interested in yours because I know, you know, you, you've you've had some, you've had mixed feelings. Mixed no, you're not, no, no, you're not picky. <laughs> and actually, honestly, some of the stuff that you've said, which is great and why I love doing this fucking show, is <laughs> like, 
you, you will my score will be slightly adjusted by the time that we get to the end but not in like but but that's cuz we're thinking about the film um but a scene that i really enjoyed and i thought was actually the first special moment of the movie was the bathroom scene there's a co-ed bathroom and oh, yeah. also side note don't make a big deal out of it in the film which is great rock and roll uh there's a co-ed bathroom and molly is in the uh in the stall uh doing some business and then other teens sort of finish up and start talking and these characters become like similar characters in the movie like reoccurring characters uh and one of them, they all three of them are talking about Molly because Molly's being kind of like a, a, a control freak about the entirety of graduating. And they start saying some lewd comments, and then they start being mean to her. But they start they call being, her a butter personality. Yeah, yeah, oh. and, and like, like, and again, like in a weird sort of like current, like climate of stuff, like still mean, but like the vernacular of the times felt correct to mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. Then Molly comes out of the stall, and they all get silent. And she has this kind of fucking badass little speech about like, well, you know, enjoy peaking in high school sort of speech, like almost like and I was like, oh, cool, like empowering, like she doesn't give a shit. And then they're whatever. And then she might feel it later, but she's going to win in this moment. And then what that's when we find out in this moment that triple a this woman uh who's uh, i believe named a annabelle derogatory name a derogatory nickname potentially promiscuous things that have happened in, in her a car career. In a, yeah um the that she that says the line the quote that i quoted in the beginning like she she may have liked giving hand jobs but she fucking kicked ass on the sats and mm-hmm. then each kid's like well yeah i got into uh yale for soccer or whatever yeah they're and all going to go like code then, for and google. this other guy's like i'm gonna go code for google like it's not apple but like but it'll do but right? it's like six figures so like cool <laughs> and then you realize and that's when the movie takes a turn yeah that like no that one was the is catalyst for the whole. No movie. one is the burnout. No one is this. Like no one's. Be- they are not better than these other people. I I had a bit of relation to that line, uh, not because I went to any wild school, but because I like the co- the high school that I went to. Like there were a lot of party people, and like the, the there's a moment in this uh, movie right after the scene where someone uh, skateboards down the hallway like through glitter with a fire extinguisher. Yeah, fire the fire extinguisher. That's the the Stanford and soccer it, player. Yeah, and yeah. he's the one who was just like, "Bro, I'm going to Stanford to play soccer," and you realize that everyone has like has their futures and like yeah. has been working this hard and like is actually going to like succeed, but they've also been just having fucking fun. Right. And like I think of a lot of the people I went to high school with when I saw that because there was a lot of very intelligent people who I also was like, you're a mess. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh the 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 way that especially when they hit the last party. Actually when they hit all the parties, no one Rejects the two girls no. being there. No, no. In Not fact, at all. a lot happy, of them happy, are happy that they're there, they're there because they're like, "Oh my god!" Like, and they they're they're happy in different ways. Yeah. The 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 soccer kid is like, "Oh, I've been waiting to party with you guys. Where have you been?" Right. The 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 love interest for Molly, um, whose name I'm Which, blanking on. I have problems with that. Before. Okay, well, we can talk about that uh, <laughs> right after. But he even says to her, "I'm so." Like honored that the party I threw is the one to get you out and to come out. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. There's no animosity. There's no. You can't. There's no like. What are you doing movie. That doesn't here? Happen. Yeah. They don't get turned away. Like. Yeah. Yeah. And while I love Mean Girls, not every film has to be Mean Girls. Right. And uh, a lot of places aren't Mean Girls. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um. And so. So sorry. So you had a problem with. Um. I'm gonna look up his name while you're talking about. It. Sure. Uh. So the character is Nick. 
Um, oh, yeah, because it was Nick's party. Yeah. I'm getting back to it. I was sitting next to a Nick, and I was yeah, like, high five. Yeah, don't you remember? My aunt no, was gone. Oh, your aunt was gone at the <laughs> at the Carnival Cruise. Um, th- that is so not set up, you know? Well, it's not set up. Nick, they, he, you know, they, they go through half the movie before there's ever a mention that she might like Nick, and before that, Nick has a line where you don't really look at his face during the line, and it's so he's so inconsequential at that moment as a character that I was like, I was like shaken by them being like, "Oh, you have a huge crush on this guy." Because I was like, "What guy? The guy that was by the lockers for a second? There, like, there wasn't. Yeah, wasn't it didn't matter to there me. There wasn't enough. To, I didn't care that she those, had a crush on there him. There wasn't enough of those lines. The only one that I can think of is in the principal's office where she's talking about and oh, she the, said, yeah. the VP. Oh, yeah. Well, don't worry about him because, you know, he's that's just a popularity thing because he gets to work on the dances. And, you know, that was like, it. It yeah, was that like, was it. They, yeah. there wasn't well, any more. There's like, one moment when she tries to go over the budget numbers with him and he's like playing a game with his friend where they're like throwing chips at each other. And she's like, oh, my God, you're so stupid. And then she like walks away. I'm going. But I, yeah. But it wasn't to... enough context. So like, here's the deal. Well, and there is a funny line where she's like, Nick's having a party. Of course he is he's stupid and that's a funny line but th- I, I i was like i there's no build up for this get person that, like, he's a stock that. character but here's the deal here's the deal what's what's the deal matt i think that the if you really kind of look at it every other character other than the two girls in the beginning of this film is cookie cutter stock stereotype etc next to them because the theme of this movie, until it's turned on its head, is these girls have their shit together and no one else does. Therefore, we're not going to spend much time on these people because why would we? They're not doing anything important. And then as the film moves on, everybody, not just Nick, all of the characters sort of get more moments throughout the film, down to the principal, down to the teacher, down to the kid who wanted to fuck the teacher, down to AAA, down to, uh, like, even the, the, the parent, like, there's a strangler that they run into their car for a piece of <laughs> oh, comedic yeah. effect. Like, everyone has, like, a little bit more going on mm-hmm. than the film, and the perception of the two girls actually brings on. So while I do agree that Nick was not set up as a solid love interest for her, like in the way that, for instance, um, uh, Amy's uh, love interest, Ryan, Ryan mm-hmm. was was sort of brought up. Very well set up. Uh, I also think that the movie knew its pacing in a certain way. Ryan was literally the only crack in the armor about anyone that, that they thought was also almost equally like, important as the thing. Yeah. And even so, it was done originally when it was sort of first happening and it was great to see it in this way this isn't a criticism this is a compliment in that sort of atypically male in a high school situation being like she will be mine oh yes she will be mine like that sort of like that sort of like the goal is this girl right yeah i mean i'm not wor- i wasn't worried about him no 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 what i'm saying but is- just the introduction of her her feelings surrounding him i understand that this movie what took over a, it was a day and a half Sure. Yeah. Like what? However, it was so. Of course, her friend isn't going to bring it up all the time because it's only a, a, over a, two days. But she does always sort of uh, neg Nick, and every time Nick comes up, he's stupid. He's dumb. He's stupid. I hate Nick. Nick's only doing this for popular. Of course he is. Da da da. And they actually do bring up Nick's. It, it's always in a throwaway. I'm mm-hmm. not saying it's not. Uh, I think I liked the fact that it wasn't telegraphed because. I don't know. By the time we got to that, I think it was after the murder mystery part. But I, I, just, I didn't need I, to I, suspect a crush. I needed to care I, about I Nick hate, at I, all. I, and hated, I didn't care about Nick at all. I hated how her best friend didn't even think anything of it until the other girl was like, 
yeah, it's because she acts that's like fair. this. And and that's what upset me because they're so close. And then of course there are the occasional arguments. Well, that's a secret. You know, we have secrets, but that's what keeps us close. And like there's that whole moment with Ryan where the other girl is just looking at her and it goes to her sort of perspective and there's music and the other mm-hmm. girl's like, "Why don't you just talk to Ryan? I know you're looking at her." And it's like They've already set up that they're that close that they would yeah. know about that their you crushes. Should, you would think that they know. Yeah. Right. I actually, yeah, Nick, you make a you make Just a very that good that point. Just that woman comes in. Hey, I'm this character that we saw in a classroom. By the way, you like Nick. It's because you act like this. Oh, I'm her best friend. That uh, that sets an alarm off in my head. Oh, I never thought about that. I'm sorry. I, while I agree with your point, if you badmouth the character of Gigi one more time, you're gonna have words. <laughs> oh, favorite character. Wonderful. Gigi Wonderful. is Wonderful. my Gigi. favorite character in this film. <laughs> holy shit! The oh uh, Billy Lord. Uh, holy shit! Oh lord! Great job. <laughs> Gigi is this character who is literally there for comic relief, who's supposed to be like the super rich, like well, and plot device, crazy Heavy eccentric plot device. girl. What, she moves things along. She does. What, no, she's an anchor to scenes, but she doesn't move anything other than no, giving them drugs on strawberries. Does. She gives them information. She gives them the well and the drug scene. I she's always there that, when you like, need her. Uh, yeah, okay. like you rely on she, Gigi. They definitely <laughs> use her as like she tells them that she loves Nick. She gives them an address. Like she gives them information every time. She doesn't they give see them an address. Her. Oh no, I forget what they No, but she, she is up. she's like the she's hit, around. She's she, the hidden mom. Yeah. She but, pops up. She literally is this girl is every everywhere time you see in the her, film. They're like, how yeah. did you even fucking get here? Like, and it's she's a like, up. how yeah. did you get here? <laughs> the she's elevator. Like, she like jumps off a boat, and then the next time you see her, she's perfectly she's dry. dry. <laughs> like, <laughs> hair is amazing. I am a intact. sucker. I am a sucker in any of these she movies the where a character that's one character who's just either a, a, an exposition thing with a with a side of comedy or whatever breaks the movie's rules. It, but it only works. Because the other characters are like actively, how did you do this? And then it's like, oh, never mind. But moving on, it doesn't break the plot, but it breaks the rules enough for the characters literally to sort of like peek around the fourth wall to be like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. God, Gigi was so good in this movie. So good. Uh, Gigi, play us out. Who? who, uh, (laughs) Dead on the piano. Pass out on the piano. Who who was was Gigi again? Who played her? Billy Lord. Okay. Uh, I, I can tell you what Billy Lord has been in. Yeah, you know what? Let's have a Billy Lord corner. And Billy let's Lord. Just, let's just let's just coffee shop about Billy Lord for a second. And bring in Billy Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Lord, you if you want to be on this podcast, uh, please, a hundred percent track, <laughs> Come track on, down. Welcome anytime. Come on uh, down. She was There's in. Oh, oh my God, that is where I saw her. She was actually in The Force Awakens. She was like one of the side generals, like. Of course hey! she was. Of course she uh, was. She was also in Scream Queens. She was in The Last Jedi, uh, American Horror Story for a bunch of things. And oh, she's gonna. Right. She's actually gonna be in Rise of uh, the Rise of Skywalker. She's around. <laughs> so, she's around. We'll uh, see more of Billy Lord. I, she had a face that I was like, I kind of reckon she looked like a like Natalie Dormer's sister, uh, in a weird way. Ty- Tyrell. I disagree. Marjorie completely. Tyrell. I disagree completely. <laughs> anyway. She was fantastic. Get, get out. <laughs> uh, uh, she, yeah, I really, really dug her so much. Um, look, I guess um, as far as, and I know we're kind of getting, we're getting to the end of our of our discussion. But are there any other um, any other large points? Yes. Let's roll. What was with the teacher, Miss Fine? Miss Fine. Fine, who the girls idolized completely. Uh, for uh, for what assuming, for being a cool teacher, assuming like, intelligence and being a cool teacher, and I also kind of felt like it was like 
I don't know. Like she was a she was a black character, mm-hmm. and I kind of felt like a little bit they were like you like it's a person of color, and like it almost felt a little bit again like I was waiting for them to get kind of called out on their intensiveness of 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 overly progressive attitude. But it wasn't that, and like I, I guess that was fine. Like that was fine, and I was like, okay, I don't think it's gonna be that. And I liked the actress, but like, why, the teacher just goes into a high school party with no explanation as to why, and then has sex with a student who's older, so it's legal. They 20. make a point, but with with no reasoning why. And then at the end of it is just like there's an awkward scene where like. It's just it, it. It struck me as I and I hate to call things problematic, but like it struck me as problematic, and also completely unnecessary. It, it was and one didn't of, go anywhere, and I was really just bothered by the whole thing. Yeah, it it was one of those things that happened too quick. There was there's not enough um, like subcontext to it. It happened in the car, and she gave them you know she um, a funny speech. Yeah, well, like Molly, I liked, Molly, I liked right? the monologue. Molly Molly's on her phone. Her phone's about to die. She makes one phone call. We don't know who it is. And then a car shows up, nice slow motion, lights in the camera, and then here walks out Miss Fine. Who gave them their Miss number? Fine. Their yes, number. They got, she got yes. their number earlier. Uh, uh, which, which you see in the beginning of the movie. Uh, so when they are in the car, she talks about how happy she is, you know, yada, yada, yada. I'm so happy for you, too. I didn't think that you would go out, uh, but I'm. you should do it because... Um, she she didn't, and then she, she was a mess in her twenties. Yeah, she yeah. didn't, and then she was a mess, and then that was kind of the weird relation to why she remember. But she then was she like, went to the party because she she jokes like, "Oh, wouldn't that be funny if I like just happened to show up yeah. and came in with you guys?" Like, haha, like that car you know, scene, big yeah. smile, grin, like. I kind of want to do like it. She was going then, to the party, but why did she go to the party? She didn't. I, I just. I. I don't understand. It was just weirdly how screwed up she was. And she like admitted to it. And she's like, "Well, I'm still going to follow through with it." I mean, here's, there wasn't enough to it. There I don't think it was it. necessary. I don't think it was a particularly strong moment of the film. It did feel true to the character after the sort of breakdown of it, and actually kind of true I, to having the... having sex with a student didn't feel true to that character. No, no. That's an incredibly dangerous thing for a teacher to do. You know, what I'm saying is, it felt true in the in the ideal of the film that we all think that these people are all one thing. And they're not. People are multiple things. People are their successes and their mistakes. And people will continually messing up, and then they will hopefully climb back out and sort of redeem themselves. I'm not saying. Sure, they I'm just not didn't saying, reason any of that. I'm, listen to me. I'm not saying that this character or that particular situation was handled with the most care and and aptness and and how it honestly should be. But I did appreciate that every character in this film is a fuck up and a great person. Like, yes, she, this that particular moment was played for a stupid joke that didn't need to be there, 100%. But every character in this movie is uh, a, a wonderful human being and kind of is either uh, dumb or a piece of shit. Like, and it's because it's what humans are. Like, I really enjoyed seeing what I considered, even though it was in, you know, it's a party movie, so of course it's going to be heightened situations. Right. Uh, characters that were that felt like actual people making decisions, right or wrong, and we got to go along for the ride with it because you don't get to see that a lot. A lot of times it's either ideals or heroes or villains or dumb people or smart people. 
and uh, I, I that was I, I guess here's the reason why it didn't bother me in the moment. And talking about it, yes, it does. It 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 doesn't feel like it. Definitely wasn't necessary. You could have you could have cut. I would have loved it if she never showed up again till graduation. After she's like, how weird would it be if I went in, right? Ha ha ha. And like then you don't like because then it would be kind of like giving you a hint at it, and then she doesn't go to the party and just sort of see her at graduation and whatever. But at least that, yeah, Zoe, you're 100 percent correct. Um, but at least I, I enjoyed I enjoyed seeing the faults of the great people and the great pe- and then the shitty people actually being great at stuff. Yeah. Um, I guess that weirdly enough, I think that's kind of my final thought of the film. I I I enjoyed the comedy of it, of course. I think it's a very fun movie. I think it's very well directed. I'm impressed with Olivia Wilde. Uh, the actors were phenomenal. Uh, the casting uh, was amazing. I believe Allison Jones did the casting. Oh my god! Wait, a uh, note on casting. Can we talk about what was the character's name? The the theater man, the the boy oh, who was shoot. hosting the murder mystery party. I would love to see was, more uh, of Noah, him. Noah Noah Galvin. He, he was phenomenal like he just like he was another like character who was kind of there for like comedic relief and and just had these like little lines but he i thought he was such a strong character and he was so funny like he i just i want to give him a shout out because he was fantastic uh, and lastly for me i was going to shout out side characters uh, <laughs> lastly for me uh the character jared who was this hilarious guy? The rich kid. The yeah, his his parents oh, were rich. His oh, grandparents were rich. Yes, important yes, yes. character. And important and he character. was yes. the one that was just trying to win everyone over by being rich. Not not like crazy driving up in a Lamborghini, but crazy driving up in this flame painted Pontiac, Pontiac <laughs> with his with his 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 luscious hot looking girlfriend who clearly was older than everyone there. Like I don't even think she was in high school. I don't think No, she, no that, that was Gigi. Gigi. That's who did I say? I meant Gigi. That's oh, no, Gigi. Oh. No, Gigi was still a student there. She was in the class too. Oh, either way, but she's like, you know, this like hot-looking girl and and, it he, turned, yeah. and he's just wearing all this like these gold chains his own face on kinda, his t-shirt. Yeah. Kind of like and uh, Again, people are going to hate me for I mean, saying that this. that is online already. People are going to hate me for saying this, but kind of like L.A. ghetto rich, where it's not like baggy pants and all this stuff, but like kind of like big flowing jackets, gold chains, but like polo shirts. <laughs> um, and his character, I thought, was super funny. And he kind of had a whole I'm misrepresented type of thing at the end of the movie. Yeah. And then him and Molly have a heart to heart that happens for about a minute. And he's like, um, I, this isn't me. Like, you know, I and she told him, well, be yourself. You don't have to win people over by showing how much money you have. And he had a good arc. Yeah. I actually had, really liked. I liked that they sort of explained he and Gigi's relationship because everyone assumed that they were dating, but like they never were. They were just all Best really friends. good friends. Yeah. Kind of like uh, Molly's. No, no, sorry. Amy's parents thought Amy and Molly were dating. Oh my god! So there was a there was a Best weird player. dichotomy between that character and Gigi with the two main characters. Her parents were hilarious. Lisa Kudrow as well. and yeah. um, uh, why am I blank? Will Forte. Will Forte. Thank you. So good. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I guess I, I guess I gave my final thoughts. I think this movie is definitely worth people's time. I think you should go check it out. It is not without its uh, individual uh, small flaws. I, I do see that now. And actually, Jamie, to be perfectly honest, you've knocked my one down to a two. Wow. Um, wow. <laughs> uh, so, no, and, and seriously, like the, the, the points you've brought up are 100% legitimate. And in in the moment of the film, they did not bother me. In in hindsight... Well, and I think that yeah. that's... I, I think that that's built of perhaps good directing like i i was watching it and i was like the beats are there this is well filmed this like it there's so much about this that kind of makes me really i i really like i i was taking i was on the journey with the film and and i usually uh my problems with films are actually the opposite where i i'm frustrated by how scenes are cut or or you know something seems like it's left out because of the way something is shot and uh, in this, it was the opposite. I, I felt really like, with the exception of maybe one or two seconds, I was like, everything feels exactly right. I'm I'm moving at the rhythm I need to be moving at. And mm -hmm. I'm this, you know, everything was really well-timed. Actors loved every single actor. Uh, you know, I, 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 I just, I think it was the script that bugged me. Yeah. Fair. 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 Kristen? I, I think I agree that I loved every single actor. I will say, like, I, one of my biggest frustrations with movies is that there's like always like one or two actors that I just think are not strong or kind of unnecessary. And I guess maybe I kind of feel that way with Miss Fine. But other than that, I think the, the cast was super, super strong and they were what engaged me the most um, in this movie. And I think overall it's, it, it has very sweet moments. It has very relatable moments. I think it, it is, it is nice also to see like, uh, a movie that's in the same vein as like Super Bad or or Twenty One Jump Street, but with women. Mm -hmm. I think that's really cool. Mm -hmm. um, and totally. overall, I think I had just a lot of fun. I feel like this movie is just fun. It's not, it, you know, it, it it has some very sweet, very tender moments, but all like overall, I had a good time watching it. I was very engaged in it, and um, yeah. Nicholas, bring us home. Bring us yeah, home. Uh, this is actually not related. It's about earlier <laughs> um, when Jamie went through and saw Medieval Times. For those, for those of you, <laughs> you've been thinking about for, this. No, because I'm for those of you that are typing right now to call me out. I said it was from Grown Ups that you passed through that set. It's from Role Models. You walk, you drove through the set of Role Models. Oh, where they LARP, which is yes. not even a medieval times yes. thing. That is a live action role playing game. I yes. went to a medieval times. However. So you can hit backspace on that review right now. Yeah. You know, <laughs> thank you for out. thank you for yeah. clearing that up. That's it. That's, that's your final it, thoughts. That's it. That's yeah, it. That's yeah. All. Okay. Uh, great acting. Uh, Two point five still. Okay, so oh, my my solid. needle's the only one that shifted. That's a that's a weird turn of events for this podcast. <laughs> uh, this has been the only podcast about the film Booksmart. Everybody, thank you so much for coming and and helping me out in thank in you, our Matt. wayward New Zealanders stead. I'm gonna go around the room, Jamie. When you are not changing my mind about film, uh, with very poignant points where can folks find you um i can be found on instagram at jim jam underscore walsh uh and on twitter i believe at the same i'm very bad at tweeting sorry in advance fair <laughs> uh Kristen, when yes. you are not crushing it with both uh jake Pake and simon cost wow. guests of 
the podcast of other episodes uh, that you are uh, are working with. Where yes. can folks find you? I am also on the on the gram, as the Whoa. kids are saying these days, at uh, K Fight F A J T. Uh, I do not tweet, so uh, that's that's where you can find me, guys. All right, and Nicholas, when you are not <laughs> flying your completely licensed drone for yes. fun and profit, yes. where can folks find you? Um, you can find me at 345 Hudson Street. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Insta. That's actually what the kids are calling it now. Oh, sorry. At Parkatron, P-A-R-K-3-R-T-R-O-N. Fair. Um, and you can also see my work on Parkatron Aerials on Instagram. Nice. Also, uh, if Yeti is listening, uh, the wonderful oh, cooler company, uh, yes. you can find Nick Parker's work on Yeti uh, or, or or Yeti's work on Nick Parker yes, all over yes. your entire talk about, apartment. Uh, and, uh, brand ambassadorship later. And I'm one yeah. of the few, probably about a thousand people that rollerblade in New York City. So you can <laughs> he's there. You, you can catch me outside. Yeah. You can catch me outside. Uh, and you can catch me inside because that's where I spend <laughs> most of my time at mattheewkrl.com for my life and works. Also, Skeletor, the number four P. Easy on Instagram and PSN and Emperor MSK on Twitter. Have Zo you done this before? Zo I have. <laughs> Zoe and I actually just, who's looking at me very weird right now, uh, just filmed a little music video with uh, John Mellencamp. Uh, so you can check that out on Twitter. Also, please go check out the good works we're doing over on um, Ye old Extra Credits Machine at the YouTube box. Uh, I believe this week, what are we? I'm going to turn around and look at my things. Oh, look, we are actually doing something this week. It'll have launched uh, before this podcast on save scumming. Uh, which is a uh, a terminology for when you reload a video game over and over from a point to try to get the optimum outcome. Like if you like do a thing and fail, do a thing and succeed, but not all the way through, do a thing again until you get like the optimum result. Is that cheating or is it not? Ooh. Big debate in the gaming community, so you can check that out over there. We also have some good uh, mythology stuff. I believe we do uh, Akuna Nushi's Tale, uh, I believe dropped last Monday. Um, and we'll have the Myths Matter for the that section on Japanese myths uh, coming out, I believe, the same day this podcast does. Man, so, when Shahir's not here, you really go fully see. I have to. Well, also, <laughs> I mean, I no, I go fully see when Shahir is here. Uh, also, oh, please check out Shahir's work at uh, shahirdaud.com. That's S-H-A-H-I-R-D-A-U-D.com for all of his stuff. Uh and uh, please email us in at onlymoviepodcast at gmail.com or tweet at us at onlymoviepod. Tell us what you thought of Booksmart. Were we smart about the books? Or were the books <laughs> hitting smart. us over the head with what they might consider being smart? Uh, oh. Yes, do write in. And Matt, please share responses because I'm very interested to know what the... Uh, I. My my friend loved this movie, and I'm really interested to know what the general public feels about it because I can't wait to talk to other people aside from us 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 four. We you know keep, other people. Yeah, get out. I, I know at least six. We will we will keep everyone abreast of the situation, uh, of course, because we like reading out those uh, emails you send in. So please send them in, and we will chit chat about it. Until next week, Shahir will be back. You'll all be gone. Sad. It's oh. very sad. But I thank you again for coming and hanging out and doing this so late. And thank uh, you for having us. Uh, I really appreciate it. Matt, did you want me to plug in that uh, your phone to play your music over? Oh, yeah. Here we go. Yeah, just plug it in right here. And uh... Oh, wait. No, 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 no. Oh, God. I can't do it. <laughs>